the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Great to be with you on this fine afternoon. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557. And uh, you can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Let me ask you this question. Why do you need to vote? Do you know that there is an ancient answer to this from Plato? You ever have to study that guy, Plato? There's a reason we study these people is because they really are the foundation of a lot of our thinking today. You think of them as really old guys that, that maybe just, if you go to a museum, you see them in some kind of uh, statue, right? But these guys thought a lot. This is what Plato had to say. He said, the punishment which the wise suffer who refuse to take part in the government is to live under the government of worse men. That's pretty good. Basically, he's saying this, people who don't vote are punished by living under people who are worse people than themselves. If you're wondering why things don't work too well right now in our country, and we're having so many issues with a lot of things, and it seems like things don't get solved, I think most of us could solve those issues if we all got together. But the thing is that we don't. We don't all vote. Less than half of people are going to vote in this upcoming election, and we are punished by dealing with all these problems led by people who can't deal with all of these problems. Does that make sense? Most America's, Americans don't vote. And we need to. How can we help? How can I help? How can we on Southern California Live help you go vote? What motivates you to vote? Do you want to share that story, what motivates you to vote, or maybe what motivates you not to vote? You know, what's, what's the reason? What do you like about voting? Why do you do it? How can we help each other to get out there and vote? We all have our ballots in the mail. Hopefully you got yours by now. I've got mine, and um, pretty much everybody I've talked to has got theirs. If you don't have it, it's probably coming. If you're in Riverside County, you got two ballots, apparently. So uh, we can talk about that later. Uh, the first one will, if you vote with both of those, those uh, ballots, you uh, the first one will count. Uh, if you vote a second time, you'll go to jail. I guess that's how that works. I don't know. But they sent you two ballots. It's going to be interesting. 888-528-2557 if you want to join in this conversation. 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I want to encourage you to vote, and I want us to encourage each other to vote, certainly right here on the air, but also in our relationships with each other. And it's okay to encourage people to vote. You know, I mean, I know some of your friends are going to vote differently than you. My grandparents, uh, my, my grandfather, he's my step-grandfather, really, he was a Republican, and my grandmother was a Democrat. And their thing was is that he would always wait for her to go vote. And then he would go vote after her just so he could say he was canceling out her votes, <laughs> which I thought was funny. She did not find that very funny, actually. She was <laughs> – that was, that was a, a thing of contention for them because I guess what he would do is he would, he would drop her off, and she would go in and vote, and he'd sit in the car. And then as soon as she'd come back, then he would go and vote. He always wanted to make sure, I'm just here to, this is how he talked. I'm going to check, I'm going to just cancel out your votes. And, uh, but don't worry about that. 
I, it's important for people to participate. And maybe if people are actually voting and if we really think about the fact that what Plato said is right, that the reason that we're messed up in, is very likely that we aren't participating where we should. Now, if you're participating, great. You you need to do that. And I want to encourage us all to participate in a, a more significant way, to really find out who we're voting for and why. It's okay to write letters. It's okay to call your congressperson. It's okay to go to the school board meeting and ask questions. It's okay. In fact, it's more than okay. It's necessary. I really believe it is. What motivates you to vote? What is it that is your story? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. There are many different reasons, I think, that motivate people to vote. But I hope that taking – I'll give you some biblical ones here in in just a moment here – you know, Scripture, I do believe, calls us to a couple of things. It calls us to support our governing authorities because God put them there. We have many passages about that. I'll read them in a minute. But we also to obey and serve our Lord. And there are passages about that. Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. We need to be involved in our electoral process. What motivates you to vote? When I was a kid, my first time voting, it wasn't a real vote. I remember, though, I was five. I think I'm going to give up my my age here, though, but I was five years old, and I went to vote with my dad. I don't remember if my mom was there. She probably voted. Uh, She must have been. She might have been out in the car. Maybe my parents were doing the same thing, and my mother was uh, canceling out my dad's votes. (laughs) I doubt that that was the case, but... um, And my mom probably was there, but I just remember being with my dad because the part that I remember is they had a kid voting booth. I've never seen this. Like with my kids, I was sort of looking for it. Maybe your polling place has this. I've never seen this though. They had a polling booth set up for kids and you could go in and you could this had this little hole puncher. Now this was a long time ago in the last century, okay? And But you had this little hole puncher and it had a happy face. And one happy face said Jimmy Carter. The other happy face said Gerald Ford. And you got to pick one. And I punched the hole in the uh, the Gerald Ford one, probably because that's what my dad was going to vote. And I remember doing that distinctly to this day. I, my dad had to lift me up. So it's funny to me that it wasn't even like kid size. You had to be lifted up. So my dad lifted me up and I voted. And I remember that Gerald Ford lost because I asked later, you know, uh, no, he lost. And I, I didn't know anything about politics, really. Um, but after that, I became very interested in politics, even as a kid. Yes, I was a nerd. By the time the next election rolled around, I knew everything. I was watching the primaries. I was watching the news. I was involved in all of it. Can you, you know, uh, can you imagine? And uh, I remember going to like to different places at nine years old and trying to get people to vote the way I wanted them to vote. What motivates you to vote? I think that has a lot to do with it. It was instilled in me as a little kid. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I think that your story for why you vote might actually help some other people voting, uh, to vote. Now, I've tried to inspire my kids to be as interested in the political system as I am, and it hasn't worked, maybe because there is no little kid voting thing. I've taken them to vote with me, and I don't know that it's been the best experience when they were little. I'll be honest about it. There was nothing for them to do. And I remember the first time we actually had to wait in line. And we were there for a while. I'm like, Dad, why are we here? Well, I'm just showing you the way that you do it, you know, being that. And uh, 
I hope that they do remember that. I, I really want them to remember that we really make an effort to get out there and vote. In fact, I, I've not sent, I don't think I have in any of the mail ballots, I have not sent them in. I actually go in and still vote. Uh, I like the experience. I like to feel it. I like to know what the atmosphere is like. I'm afraid that with mail ballots that that might be askew. It won't be the same, right? Because most people, the majority of people will have already voted by November 8th. Uh, and that's all right. I mean, if I, there's lots of problems with mail ballots, like if you're in Riverside, like I mentioned, and they mailed you two, um, there's already problems with the mail ballots in Philadelphia. We're in for a night on November 8th or a week or a month, uh, depending on how those those elections go. Um, by the way, if you are listening in Riverside and you do get two ballots, what they're telling you to do is don't use the second one. Use the first one. But you should contact the registrar of voters to get some clarity on that, because um, whatever you do, don't vote twice. Uh, it is, you know, if they if you knowingly vote twice, which you would know, uh, that's bad. They prob- you probably could get in trouble for that. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. What's your motivation uh, for voting? I'll give you a biblical one here. Okay, Scripture calls us to obey and support our governing authorities. It just does. We talk about that here um, a lot because really since the year two thousand, that election in two thousand. There have been more and more claims that whoever the winner is of the election, we usually hear it about the president, but it's been in lower elections also, down-ballot elections. We claim that they're, they're not legitimate, either because we're questioning the validity of the election or maybe we just question the character of that person. And people have said, well, he's not my president. And people on both sides have done this. And people on both sides have questioned elections, sometimes with some reason to say, hey, this looks funny, sometimes with no reason, they just don't like it that they lost. And both sides have engaged in that in multiple different multiple different elections since 2000. A lot of that is, is coming out now. Obviously, 2020 was, you know, it blew up in January 6th and all that, but it's been actually going on for a long time. And uh, both sides are doing that. Scripturally, you got to recognize that whoever the leaders are, they are your president or governor or or school board, or or county supervisor, whoever they are. Romans thirteen one. we are to be subject to them. Let every person be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. We have that. And I'm going to give you why we should vote. There's also reasons why you would disobey your political leaders. Okay, that's coming in a second. But most of the time you engage with them. And it doesn't mean, by the way, just because they're there instituted by God, and I'll share this in a second too, it doesn't mean that everything they do is God-ordained, is, is what I should say is that everything they do is, is righteous. Okay? Sometimes God uses evil leaders for his own purposes, where the actions that they do, they might be evil, but God will use those things to move forward in God's agenda. And we should be very, very careful. I think in this whole conversation, I want us to realize that we should vote, we should be out there, and we should be engaged. I don't think we should be just voting D's and R's. We should really be engaged with the issues of our day and for the very reason that it impacts people's lives. Later on, we'll talk about inflation and what that means. And you know, one of the things that's going on right now is food inflation is so bad that people are, according to a study that was just released a couple of days ago, people are buying less groceries now. And not just like things that you probably shouldn't buy. It's not like you've decided, okay, I'm not going to buy the Fruit Loops because you don't really need those anyway. As much as I want to buy 
that big package of Fruit Loops that they got at Costco. It's like $5 and you have a year supply of Fruit Loops in that thing. My kids are begging me for that. I have resisted and secretly I want it too. Um, but I also uh, want to um, to please my wife who would definitely point out that that's not on the list. Um, it's not just that people are cutting back on food items that they don't need or shouldn't get. They're cutting back on everything. And the less income you have, the poorer you are, the harder this is becoming because you have to eat less, eat less of staples. That's where we're at. And see, there are there are moral aspects, I think, behind our, our voting. Number one, we've been given this authority to vote by God. I think once we elect people, we submit to them, except for when they ask us not to worship God. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but there's, there is an accountability, I think, that we have because these things impact real people. All right, the way our policies are being handled, they impact lives. It's not just about our life or our situation, it's, it's people. The gas prices that are going up and the taxes on gas and energy, for most people listening, you can deal with it. It's frustrating. You have to cut back somewhere. But for some people, it means maybe you can't even keep your job because you can't afford to get there. Or you can't take your car anymore. You have to take a bus, which means that now you're on the road two or three hours longer or more every day. It changes lives, just a few cents on the gallon. And gas prices are outrageously high. Biblically, we do pay attention to our leaders. Jesus told us, or Paul tells us in Romans 13 also, this is why you, you pay taxes for the authorities or God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everything what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Uh, It doesn't say do all that for the ones that you like or the ones that you think are elected legitimately and not the other ones. We do that for everybody. Our country is is forgetting that. You know, and sometimes it feels funny. If you're an elected official, you're listening to Southern California Live. This is Scott Furrow. You can call 888-528-2557 to join our conversation, 888-528-2557. And as you call, um, we're asking this question, what motivates you to vote? Or maybe if you're not motivated to vote, what's causing that? You know, I'd love to know and have that conversation. What is keeping you from voting? Statistically, more than half of us are not going to vote. So what is the reason for that? Uh, And how can we help? Biblically speaking, we need to vote. Paul tells us you pay taxes for the authorities or God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. You ever see the title, the honorable so-and-so? Um, you, you get that title, the honorable, if you've ever been elected to office. You are the, the honorable, um, you know, mayor, your name here. If you ever want that, if you like that title, you know, probably don't get too excited about it. But if you like it, uh, that's what you get. And, you know, maybe your your leaders are not too honorable. In Los Angeles, many of our civic leaders recently are, are not honorable. And they have resigned or they need to resign. And that process is still going on here in Los Angeles City Hall. But they have that title. Um, that's where that, in a way, that's where that comes from. First Timothy tells us, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. There is a result 
to leadership, kings and all those in authority? What's the result? That we may live peaceful and quiet lives. How are we doing with peaceful and quiet lives? I think some of it is messed up right now, right? I think that we're, it's, it's a problem. So getting back to the statement from Plato, if you're here when we first started, Plato has this great statement about why a person needs to vote. He said the punishment which the wise suffer who refuse to take part in the government is to live under the government of, of worse men. Translated, if we don't vote, we're, our punishment for not voting is living under people who are worse people than ourselves. And you know, we get pretty disgusted at our leaders. In Los Angeles, we've got very good reasons to be disgusted with some people on the city council. But we voted for them and probably less than half of our population voted for them. And I wonder, are we going to vote for the same kind of person? I mean, you, when you get a look under the hood, right, and you get to see what we saw here with those tapes in L.A., where we saw this incredible power grab and racism and people just saying horrible things about each other and other people on the, and, uh, you know, and taking power. I think that happens to certain degrees all the time, right? We kind of know that. Um, but the better people that we vote for, and I think the more people who actually participate in the system, the less of that kind of people are going to get elected. But the less people who vote, the more of those people are going to get elected because the larger share of the vote goes to special interests. It goes to people who are paying a lot of money for those people for their own interests. And see if, you know, if 80% of the people were voting, well, most of us have no special interest that's moving our vote other than so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives, like the scripture says. I mean, that's ultimately what motivates most of us. Most of us are not part of some special interest group that's going to make money because certain people are getting elected, uh, make extra, you know, maybe, uh, you know, funny money. But when fewer people vote, when only, what, 28% of people voted in the primary in California, that means that's almost one out of four. Uh, That means that most of the you know, or not most, but a lot of the people who voted, a significant percentage of people who voted, who put these people on the ballot that you're looking at right now, uh, a lot of those people voted with a very specific agenda that is not the good of the city of Los Angeles or wherever you live. It's the good of that person and whatever uh, crony group they're a part of. If 80% of the people voted, I bet we'd have different government. Even if you, even if it's the same party, I bet you get better Democrats if you're in a Democratic city, or I bet you get better Republicans if you're in a Republican city. I think that that is something that is true. It should motivate you to vote. And if you're saying my vote doesn't matter, it does. A lot of the 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 elections are decided by less than one vote per precinct. The local elections, school boards, and county supervisors, that level mayors. So scripturally, you've got a lot of reasons to support leaders. However, we're also to obey and serve the Lord. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. We are to serve and submit to our, our governing authorities and support them, but we are to fear God. It's higher than that. You know, we should not be in a situation where we have to fear our governing authorities. We respect them and we honor them in a scriptural human way, but we are to fear God in the sense that he is the the top. He is worth, you know, if you're going to fear something in this world, you fear the Lord. And that's the beginning of knowledge. If you fear God, part of that means that you accept that God is always right, even if you don't agree. That when you're reading through your Bible and you read something, you're like, I don't know about that, you know, 
And even this part here, maybe, you know, I always get somebody who's upset whenever I read these passages, regardless of who the, the people are in office, about the idea that the Lord is somehow sovereign over this or that God has put those people in charge. I'm just reading to you the scripture. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at, at the Holy Spirit who inspired Paul. See, that's fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is to say, I don't like this, Lord. And I'll admit, I don't like it sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I, I, it's very hard for me to understand how God would put such a terrible person in charge somewhere. But see, that's where the beginning of knowledge starts. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord tells me that, well, God is right in allowing what he's allowing, in doing what he's doing, and therefore I need to respond to that and realize that God has a much bigger plan than me. And the other thing to keep in mind is that government leaders are accountable for what they do. I tease politicians or even police officers or people who are working in the government that actually they're pastors. They don't know they're pastors. It's a different branch of God's authority. Okay, you have family authority, mother and father, and you've got church authority. You've got, you know, pastors and elders, deacons, people who are in charge of the church. But then you have civil authority, and God has ordained this kind of leadership everywhere. And so people who are in political office or work for the government in a role of authority, they are there, you know, in a sense, pastorally. They don't agree with that most of the time, but that's what it was. And here's what Psalm 2 tells us. You kings be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. This is the instruction to anybody who's a political or government leader. You kings be wise, be warned, you rulers of earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. I mean, that's a, it's a powerful message there. Proverbs 8, by me kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. By me princes govern and all nobles who rule the earth. Everybody, even who is in office, is required to serve the Lord. And when they don't, there is great punishment. And when they don't, it hurts the land. It hurts the country. It hurts all of us. And that, my friends, is why what really should motivate the Christian to vote is that we have this ability to be involved in government in a way that no one has in the history of the world until the United States. And this is ordained by God. We should fear the Lord. We should be wise. We should vote. And I want to encourage you to do that, to get your ballot, to research those people, to ask questions and vote. We're going to talk about that. I know maybe you're tired of hearing that, but but please, you have to understand when half the people, and I'll just take it statistically, if half the people in the state are voting or less than half, it's probably half of any audience out there. I know that it's less than half of people who go to church. People say they vote, but they don't. Uh, and you can probably steal one of those stickers and wear it around, you know, but uh, they mailed you one now. And if you're in Riverside, you can have two of those stickers and vote twice. Uh, don't do that. I got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll return as the Tuesday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Maybe you don't have the ability to go on the phone or just for whatever reason, uh, you can send an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Don't email while you're driving. 
But you could put the phone number in your phone, and you can just have Siri or your uh, mobile device call it while you're driving. If you're if it's hands free and all that safe safety stuff, eight 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 L A talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I encourage you to put that in your phone, so that way when you're ready to call, you can do that. We're talking about why we should vote. What is a biblical? Uh, motivation. What's your motivation? Maybe you've got a biblical one, but maybe you've got another one, reason why you vote. And I want to encourage people to go ahead and vote and to take the time to do that. You've got a lot of time. You probably have your ballot in the mail. Uh, something else you should have got this week, by the way, uh, I got mine today. My thousand bucks from uh, Governor Newsom came, the uh, the gas refund, the California tax refund that's come in. You, I got mine today. I noticed that uh, in my bank account, thousand dollars. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I was going to vote for the other guy, but, uh, you know, Newsom gave me a thousand dollars. I guess I'll, uh, fill out that little, little bubble. I hope people don't vote that way. I'm afraid that, that people probably do. I'm, I am skeptical of the fact that we could have had that thousand dollars. It was decided last spring. They could have sent it back then when gas prices were really going crazy and inflation was what, 11% or something. And, uh, but no, we get it the same week we get our ballot in the mail. How about that? Politicians never change. No, you know, going all the way back. All, that's why we talked about Plato at the beginning of this. Uh, you know, if you really want to get into to politics uh, and why politics are the way they are, it goes back thousands of years. You know, uh, Plato, the punishment, he wrote, the punishment which the wise suffer who refuse to take part in the government is to live under the government of worse men. People who don't vote are punished by the living, uh, by living under people who are worse off than themselves. You ever think about those uh, people in government and how terrible they are? Well, uh, that's why we shouldn't vote for them. That's why we've got to engage. 888-528-2557 is the number. Gary, welcome to Southern California Live. Where are you calling from, Gary? I'm calling from Pasadena. Hi, Gary. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling... To let you know the reason I'm not voting. Okay, what motivates you not to vote? Okay, uh, I've been voting since 1979. No changes. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. Uh, These uh, last four years, um, I went reading through my Bible again. Come Come to the Lord's temptation. Satan takes them up on the mountain and tells them, These kingdoms are mine. You bow down and worship me, and I'll give them to you. And I thought, these kingdoms, these governments are Satan's. I go, that's the problem. I, I'm not going to play this voting game no more. I'm going to become a good, educated Christian and share the gospel with, with people and to allow them to know the way the world is going has been prophesied. The Bible has told us. And what it is today has been prophesied thousands of years ago, and it's exactly the way it says it was going to be. And that's why the Lord in the in Scripture says, hey, he gives us our leaders. If the people deserve good leaders, we're going to get a good leader. If we don't, he gives us what we deserve. And that's why I say I'm not going to vote, but I know my wife is going to drag me down there and make me vote. <laughs> you know, Gary, I was wondering if you were headed that direction, actually, one way or the other. You know, I, I think a lot of people, Gary, are discouraged in, in that way. But, you know, 
what about the you know the idea that I think you're right God is going to God ultimately chooses the leaders right um but God tells us to do a lot of stuff that he ultimately is going to going to guide but we're still supposed to do it uh in this country, anyway, we have the right to vote you know, for a moment, and this is the moment. We get to pick the leaders. We're in charge of the government. Our government constitution starts with we the people. So we the people right now, I think, you know, what would you say to this idea that we, you and me and everybody listening, we have scriptural authority right now to be the government to pick the leaders, and that we submit to them whoever wins later uh, unless they tell us not to follow the Lord. Um, but that right now you have an opportunity to actually participate. You don't think that that's a, a good idea? You know, Pastor, it, 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 it does. You make it sound very nice. But in reality, this, 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 our, our country has fallen from grace so far what, what we've done to our children, what we've done to uh, our people, like they said many, many years ago, I heard from a pastor that if God doesn't pass judgment on the United States, he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and I fully believe that. And I love my country. I, I, I love my, my fellow Americans. Uh, I, I think we really are the greatest. And and the chaos that's going on now, Pastor, is just it, it's being allowed by evil people. And if we can share God's word, stay in his word in prayer, we that's the only way we're going to change. Well, I agree with you, actually, that uh, the vote in itself is not going to bring about the change, that the, the reason that we have so much trouble is much greater than just one one vote one period of time for voting um and that people you know we're as a country as we reject god more and more we're going to have a lot more problems um but i would encourage you to go ahead and and just as part of it to take the opportunity to vote even if you if you feel like the national races aren't uh, your vote doesn't matter you know the stuff that's going on in the schools right now investigate all those school board people sometimes those elections are just are decided by a handful of votes and that's the difference between having better math and science scores and you know having uh some stripper come in and do a dance routine with for the little kids you know sometimes it's 10 and 15 100 votes and it matters i mean that's a big difference right yes yes it is you're absolutely right and uh like i said earlier um my, my wife, you know, she 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 loves the Lord, and she believes the way you do. No, it, so what? What happens? We still need to go out and do our duty. Yeah, I understand your discouragement, Gary. I really do. Um, trust your wife. Find even something to vote on, even if you don't vote on everybody on the list. You know, I think the school board one is a great place to focus because those votes are very close, and most people they just sort of fill in bubbles with whatever name they saw on a sign earlier. You know what I mean? And if, yeah. you, if you go online and research those people, I think you're going to find some are worth voting for and some are not. And it can make a huge difference in the lives of our kids. Amen. All right, Gary. Thank you for your call. I really appreciate that point of view. I think uh, I think a lot of people feel like Gary. Um, but I would, I would just say we, we can't give up on that. I do think that 
Gary also is right that there there needs to be a spiritual revival. And that I don't want to lose that point is that the elections, by the way, you're listening to Southern California Live. You can call and share your thoughts, 888-528-2557. We're talking about what motivates us to vote or not to vote, 888-528-2557. The, I, I think that we should not go down the path of saying that our vote is the only thing that matters. That's a whole other thing that, that troubles me sometimes is I feel like for a lot of people, not just church people, but maybe people in our country, we have put so much worth on our governing officials that what we do is we vote. Sometimes we get very excited about that vote and then we vote and on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, we don't think about it again for two more years. And on Wednesday, the issues that we're so passionate about coming up to the vote, the things that we are so deeply concerned about, that win or lose, we're not concerned about that anymore for two more years, and we sort of get off the train. We can't do that. Voting is just one way to to participate. But we should be involved in our system. When when, uh, we've been quoting Plato today, who said that that. Uh, people who don't get involved in their government are basically doomed to be have government that is of worse people than themselves. The vote he wasn't really talking about voting. He's talking about other involvement, questioning leaders, and uh, being involved. There's a lot of ways to be involved. Going to school board meetings, and I know you're tired, and it's probably on a Tuesday night, and <clears throat> it's probably not fun, honestly. But if more of us were to show up. I think better work would be done just because of the accountability and the transparency. Most of the stuff that's really bad that's happening, it's happening because nobody's looking. And then by the time we figure out this is happening, it's, it has metastasized everywhere. Where if we were better involved, if parents are more involved in schools or grandparents, if we're paying more attention to the people that we're voting for in all the different offices. And like I said before, If you're a Democrat and you're saying, hey, well, I vote Democrat. Well, you know what? There are better Democrats. You don't think there's better Democrats that the city of L.A. could vote onto the city council? I bet there are. I'm sure there are. Most of you listening will be better than those people who are on that tape we heard uh, with all those comments last week. And you don't think there's better Republicans if you're a Republican that you could vote for, that you could do in the – sure there are. But in the meantime, we need to be involved. I put on my – man, I put something just awful this – this show with a guy in drag singing, you know, foul worded song. I can't put it on the air because every word is very bad. Uh, It's not allowed on, not because we're a Christian station, but because of the FCC would, would not allow us to put that on there. And there's little kids handing their dollars and, and doing all this stuff. Little kids. I'm talking about not even one little girl right in the row. She's not even kindergarten age, I would guess. What, why are people bringing their kids to that? I put it on my my Twitter. It's at Scott Furrow. If you are on that, it's only a. It's a. I don't even want to put that anywhere else. Twitter is just sort of you know, I don't know even what to call it. But I feel like people need to know that that's not just like a one off. It's not some weird community somewhere out there that's doing it. But it's not happening in my community. It's happening everywhere. And a lot of that has. It didn't just happen overnight. It's happened over decades. And the way people's thoughts have changed about who we are as human beings. It matters greatly. I got to take a break. I'll take your calls when we get back. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll return as the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. 
You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're asking the question, what motivates you to vote or not to vote? 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go to Harold in Pasadena. Harold, welcome to Southern California Live. Oh, hello there. Hi, Harold. What motivates you to vote? Oh, what motivates me to vote is because uh, my ancestors died for me to have the privilege to vote. They were murdered, hung in trees. Hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're a black person in this country and you don't vote, something, you know, that's just, to me, that's worse than a sin. Do you think a lot of people, uh, black people, make that connection that you just did? No, they don't. They yeah. don't. First of all, most people don't understand history. Hmm. And, uh, you know, even though they're educated, you know, it's just, you know, that saying goes, educated fools from uneducated schools and that's what we're presented with yeah we go to these institutions but they don't learn anything they don't learn how to think they learn how to be programmed yeah i think people are uh losing the the knowledge or maybe they never had it of how rare it is actually that human beings get to vote right uh, and people like you said fought like crazy for the right to vote and gave their lives in the black community in in other ways people have done that it's not something that we should take for granted at all no you know and uh, i just and this, i just can't understand it you know well yeah. where you know you wouldn't vote well i and, think you're you know, a great voice for that so i would just keep uh sharing w- that, with people and encouraging them yeah yeah that's what i try to do you know and, you know, I think that w- one of the things that you can do in California is you can actually help people vote. It's controversial to, mm-hmm. you know, right. but, but you know, get out there. And, and if somebody's saying, I, I've never voted or I don't know how to vote or it intimidates me, you can sit down with somebody and their ballot's sitting in front of them. Don't tell yeah. them how to vote, but tell them how to, no. to do it and, and that they don't have to vote in every category. You know, I don't know where those judges are. Okay, well, don't don't vote. But figure out something that's important to you and, and figure out who is going to do better at policy yeah. and vote that way. Right. You know, because at our church, you know, we try to uh, stimulate that. And, uh, yeah. You know, even when I go out on street witnessing, I try to do that, too. You know. Yeah. Standing in front of the uh, Planned, Planned Parenthood, you know, we, we pass out flyers and mm. try to, you know, you know, tell people. Yeah. Well, Harold, don't give up and keep encouraging people to vote. I think that we might be, I appreciate your call, Harold, very much. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. I think that we are at a point in our country where maybe we figured out that we do need to vote. We're going to, you know, we'll see. It's not looking like there's a lot of participation in the midterms. It's not as many people, but um, maybe we're seeing maybe something that COVID taught us. This is something I'm hoping and I'm praying that we, we do this. Maybe something that COVID taught us is that our elections matter a lot, especially our local elections. I think we put too much pressure on what happens with whoever the president is or whoever controls Congress, and it matters those things. But our local elections, the things that you like or don't like about the COVID restrictions or about what's happening in schools, what's happening with crime, what's happening in budgets, all kinds of things – those are those are local people. You know, the president has nothing to do with it. It's and Congress doesn't have anything to do with it. I used to answer letters, help answer letters as a volunteer for a congressperson here in Southern California once and you know, it's funny the things people would write 
and they would write and complain about very local issues to their Washington representative. One person was upset because their neighbor kept hopping the fence and getting in their lawn uh, to pick up footballs or whatever the kids were playing with, and he wanted that person off of his property. And I thought, it's pretty funny that you decided to write your congressman about that. And I wrote a nice letter back saying, uh, you should call the sheriff uh, and deal with it that way. 888-528-2557, what motivates you to vote? Cynthia in Glendale, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. Hi, wow, Cynthia. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Oh, well, I, I can't believe to you I'm... all the time. Well, thank you. I can't believe I'm talking to you. This is great. Say, I wanted to talk to you about voting. Yeah. So, um, for me, I kind of hesitate because a long time ago we were voting for Proposition 8, which was, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that that was the gay marriage one, right? That was about gay marriage. Yeah. And so we had to vote twice. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the first time we voted, we voted against it, and then the parties to be said, no, this can't be happening. So then they thought, okay, we'll do it again, and so then we voted again, and and it was, we said no to gay marriage, and I'm just like, twice, and it's still... We still hear our voice, our voices here in California said no to gay marriage, and it's still, even though we voted, it's still, it still didn't happen. Well, and you so know, I you get frustrated. Yeah, you know, you 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 keep voting for things, and uh, Cynthia, you know, I understand those kinds of things, but you know, I would say there's there's two things for you, Cynthia. Um, one is you, you don't quit voting even if people even if things don't turn out the same way. I mean that that subject went to the Supreme Court and they made a decision that overturned every state on that. Um, and that's the way that goes sometimes. But you know part of our job is to vote, but then it's to love our neighbor and to point people to Jesus in every possible way. And you know people come around. I think when people are are drawing closer to the Lord. Uh, I think that gets reflected in the nation. And when people are moving farther from the Lord, that also is reflected in the nation and what kinds of people end up leading. I think that there's something true to, and I'm going to let you go. Thank you for calling, Cynthia. I think there's something true about the fact that we get the kind of leaders we deserve. You know, that if we're upset with the, the leadership, the first thing we should do is vote. The second thing we should do is not vote for the same kind of leadership. <laughs> That's what happens so often. You know, most Congress people this year, between, according to the real clear politics average of Congress, okay, there's 435 people in Congress, 100, 438, 100 people in the Senate, so 538 people. Most of them are going to get reelected. Congress has an approval rating of, what, nine or something like that. And But most of people who are in Congress are going to get reelected, even in a year like this year where real clear politics thinks that between eight and 48 people will be replaced that the Republicans might pick up between 8 and 48 people, that's 10%, less than 10% will be replaced. You know, things, uh, but we still need to keep voting. What people do is they go, yeah, Congress is terrible, but my congressperson is fine, so I just keep voting for them. And so everybody says that, and then that means that everybody gets reelected because you don't get to vote for all these other people. Really take a look. And, you know, I think if, if things aren't going well, then we ought to quit voting for the same kind of person because sometimes that person will retire and then we vote for somebody who we think is going to be different, but they're the same. Policies matter. 
you know, ask what, you know, what's policy? What's policy for homelessness? It's a huge one for us in California. Is the policy of people running for mayor, for example, is the policy to continue what we're doing now? Or is the policy to change? Is the policy to continue? This is what I would ask. Karen Bass and Rick Caruso. Are you going to consider city policies of harm reduction, which is the idea that's where we, you hand out the needles and you have overdose sites and things like that to make people, allow people to take drugs safer, essentially. Uh, are you going to continue with those policies or are we going to move to a program of recovery, meaning that we don't want people to take drugs. We want people to to get off of them. We, you know, we right now it's harm reduction. That's what's happening throughout all of California. And that's why, in my opinion, homelessness is going crazy uh, and drug use is going crazy. But we keep voting for people who vote for those policies. They're different. They got a different name, but that's the same policy. That matters. If you want to see a change in homelessness, you got to vote for different people. You want to see a difference in crime, you got to vote for different people. You want to see a, uh, a difference in education, you got to vote for different people. And if we keep voting for the same policy holding people, things don't change. It, it matters. But beyond the vote, things change ultimately, I think, because people's opinion matters on what really works. And spiritually speaking, I really believe that the closer we come to the Lord as, an, as a nation, that changes things. You know, I think the reason that Roe versus Wade got reversed, really, is because actually most people's opinions have changed on that issue. Most people think it's a baby now, not a clump of cells. Most people are opposed to abortions after the first trimester. Most people are not real comfortable with abortion as birth control. You know, most people are comfortable, obviously, almost everybody with life of the mother. Some people will make exceptions for rape or incest. And there's obviously different nuances to different things. But people's hearts have changed on that issue. I think science has had a lot to do with it, the ultrasound and things. But the reason I think that we're seeing changes in how that's being done is not because the court got more conservative because of different nominations. I think the court got more conservative on that particular issue because they actually do reflect where people at. I mean, if you look at what the polls, if you get down into the polls, what the courts did actually does reflect where the American people are. They'd rather have the states decide it. And some states like ours are pro-choice and some states like others are not. And that reflects the heart of the people there. It always comes down to people's hearts. Can I encourage you that way, that you should vote, but we don't vote to make people believe the things that we believe. We vote our conscience. We vote for better leaders. That matters. But change happens when people's hearts change, when your neighbor's hearts change, when your coworkers' hearts change, when the society realizes, hey, there actually is a better way of doing things, where the family matters, where life matters, where the way we treat each other matters. When people really think that with their heart, the whole society changes, and it then changes how we vote and who gets elected. All right, we're done for this hour. We'll be back next hour. We'll talk about inflation and some other things and how that's affecting us. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back with Hour 2 as the Tuesday edition continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.